Hi, I'm Julius, 37. And I'm Mars, 40. I live in Germany with my wife, our two sons and our two dogs. And I live in the Netherlands with my wife, our son and our dog. We are both entrepreneurs together with our wives. And next to that, I am also employed. We live very busy lives with very few spare time. So we need to make sure we get the most out of our days. We want to live healthy, develop ourselves and challenge ourselves. And together with that, we want to be good husbands and a fun dad. And that's why we're sticking to a strict regime for 75 consecutive days. Welcome to Fatherly Grid, thriving through 75 hard. Yes, welcome everyone Yes, to our week five recap of our Fatherly Grid challenge. Mars, welcome. Thanks for joining. Yes, you're welcome. Before we start, I just uh, have a quick announcement to make. We have now an official sponsor. So this episode is actually sponsored by Podcastle, which is the platform uh, we are recording on since Mars and I are not able to sit in the same room. Oh. Podcastle is an online recording studio specifically focusing on podcasting. Um, you are able to create audio as well as video plat uh, podcasts and they are offering a free version, of course, but that is really narrowed down. You can do multi-track recordings um, with up to 10 remote guests. Um, you'll have unlimited audio recordings. But the kicker is that they are providing now a lot of really cool AI tools for the post-production. So if you're not really into audio engineering, um, you still are able to create good and clear sound even when you have a shitty microphone or not a microphone at all. <laughs> so there are filler word detections um, or text-to-speech options. You can um, create AI-generated audio uh, episode summaries. So a lot of cool stuff. We are going to pack the link in the show notes. So um, if you would like to support the episode and you are interested or support the podcast, and you are interested in starting your own, click on that link and you get two and a half months free when you decide to go with the pro plan, a yearly invoice. Thank you for Podcastle to supporting this episode. So Mars, what's up? How are you doing? I'm, uh, I'm doing pretty well. I feel, uh, I feel a bit, I feel a bit, I, I'm not sure if it's, if tired is the right word, uh, I feel a bit low on energy. It's not that I fa can fall asleep at any moment or something, but I feel a bit, you know, as if my energy levels are a bit lower. And I think it has to do with the fact that uh, due to the to the fasting, to the 12 to 16 hours fasting, I'm eating less as well, obviously, because there is less time. So I think it might have to do with my intake of calories, perhaps. Not sure. But for the rest, I'm actually doing fine. Yeah. And you, how do you feel? Tired. <laughs> I, got my, I got my blood results back and it turns out I have an iron deficiency. Oh, yeah. And that comes down to like normal fatigueness. And I, over the last couple of weeks, I already kind of felt like that with the, the action I'm getting, working out two days, uh, two times a day. And being up all day and being really active already uh. got to me a bit. So the level of tiredness is high. 
And on the other hand, me not getting enough sleep is not helping here. <laughs> so especially since we got a couple of requests and asking about how the actual week looks like with 75 hard, I think that is a good point to talk about it. So yeah, this week was special since the Super Bowl was on Sunday. So I, I worked, so the kids went to, back on, went to bed on Sunday. I worked out, um, went to the gym and then got back. I made the decision not to go to sleep for a couple of hours before the, um, or for two hours before the Super Bowl started. So I stayed up and worked for a bit and watched the first two quarters. And then I decided, okay, you have so much going on on Monday. If you're going to stay up, you're potentially going to destroy the whole week <laughs> based on the fact that you're missing out on so much sleep. So I decided to to quit it and go to bed since I wasn't invested in both of the teams so much that it doesn't matter. So what time did you go to sleep? Uh, I would say 2, 2.30 or something like that. And I had to get up at 6. So my basic okay. timeline looks... So I, I normally get up between yeah. 6 and 6.15 if I'm not planning to work out in the morning before everybody wakes up or read. Yeah. Because then I have to wake yeah. up the kids at 6.30 because we have to get out of the house normally between 7.15 and 7.30 at the latest. Yeah. So you have to get up, prepare breakfast, prepare the stuff for school, food for school and kindergarten and then get the kids into clothes brush the teeth and get out of the window and then normally it's pretty stressful <laughs> in the morning <laughs> do you need to make them sandwiches and yeah. prepare a lunch yeah, box yeah, and everything yeah, yeah. do you do that in the morning or yeah, already in the evening no no before? no in the morning i feel like if you prepare it in the evening and then put it in the fridge the bread is always stale yeah know? it's not it's not good and i don't want to do that I they normally get a sandwich and veggies, so carrots and apples or stuff like that, because the school asks us to not provide any sweets or other Perfect. unhealthy condiments. So it always have to be like veggies or fruits. Anyhow, so that is, so I get the kids to school. My older one has to be in school at 7.45 and the younger one, it's daycare, so the latest 8.30 but normally I drop him off at eight and that I, I, I take the chance normally and go for the extended walk, take the dogs out, go for like 45 minutes. Now it's potentially more of an hour. So I go out an hour. This week is, was particularly shitty because it was raining. It's raining constantly. Yeah. So <laughs> in an idea world, um, that's, that's the point. Um, where I already have my first workout in. If I'm not walking, I'm trying to get to the gym after I drop off the kids. And I had a couple of nights where I just jumped on the bike um, when the kids went to bed instead of like yeah. the time. And then go with the bike in the dark. But yeah, one workout in the morning is my plan normally. Or at noon, the latest. Or when it's really perfect, one workout in the morning and one workout at noon before I uh, pick up the kids from school and daycare. So I already have it out of the way. But yeah. particularly, for example, this week was interesting because over Sunday was a Super Bowl. Then I had to get up early, get the kids ready. I had my first call on 9.30. So I really had to hurry up. And then I had to jump in the car, drive for 50 minutes to a podcast recording, record it two hours. 
or one and a half hours, I would say, and then head back home, pick up the kids from daycare and school. My youngest son now has swim training again twice a week. So Monday is swim training time. But that time I can use to read because you still have like 20 minutes, 25 minutes to get somewhere in to read the books. And yeah. with the less sleep I get nowadays, I'm not able to to get a, the read in in the morning. I normally just try to sleep as long as I can and then just get up. What time is the swim training? 4.45 or something like that. And then an hour. So and I have to wait outside so I just can sit somewhere and read my book. Yeah. Get back home, make dinner for the kids. And in particular, Monday, for example, I had another recording at 8 in the evening and um, I made the fatal mistake of drinking major energy drink um, before I <laughs> headed out there. Since I'm super, I don't consume as much caffeine anymore, I was over caffeinated and I wasn't able to go to sleep till two. <laughs> so another uh, day of like another night of just four hours of sleep. Why did you take uh, the monster? Yeah, because I was tired and I needed a boost. I wouldn't be able to follow the conversation and have a proper conversation with me like being super tired. And I was super tired. And there was no way that you could get some, no. I don't know, some dates or uh, no. cashews or no. something like no. that. And I, and I was already fasting, more likely. So I was at the edge of fasting and just decided, okay, let's go with caffeine. Anyhow, so this week in particular, I worked from, I had so much kind of editing to do that I didn't go to the office. So I was stuck in in the home office and editing podcasts and having calls. And um, I'm working on two other projects, not podcast related right now where I had to spend a couple of hours on every day. This particular week, it was hard to place, have everything in order, even like the water, because I was back and forth and just driving and running and stuff like that. It was even difficult to get my water intake and manage my water intake and make sure I had everything. For everyone who's like planning and interested in doing this kind of challenge, make sure you have a game plan, a basic game plan, but um, be prepared that when stuff getting it gets out of order, you have to improvise and kind of figure it out. And yesterday, for example, I went to dinner and I came home and I still hadn't worked out my second workout. And I jumped on the rowing machine at 11.30 again. Yeah. So I didn't got into bed before, I would say, 12.30, 12.45 or something like that, which is not yeah. helpful. And... I realized it's not good to work out and then go to bed directly because the stress levels and the cortisol is way too high. I just wanted to ask that because I, I, I got the question from, uh, from one of the listeners that we're talking about not having caffeine eight to 12 hours before you go to bed because it, it will mess up your quality of sleep. But yeah, doing a workout in the evening will, will probably do the same, especially what you just explained right before going to bed. So, yeah. so then like your quality of sleep this week, not only the amount of sleep has been pretty low as well then. Yeah, but that shouldn't be, and I, I need to fix that. And I, but this week in particular was chaotic. And the most interesting part will be Sunday because my son has a hockey tournament. We're going to meet at 8.30 and I'm not going to be home, I would say around six. So... I need to get my first workout in before we head out. 
indefinitely. So I have to get up really early and do something. So yeah. Will you be able to do to do a workout there at the premises? Yeah, but I'm going to bring Fita, my small son. So not really. Ah, okay. So because I yeah. have to look out for him. If we're, if it was just me, I could get in my running shoes or walking shoes and work out there and some and head yeah. out for like 45 minutes and just do something. But since I have both kids, it's going to be difficult. And it got to me, so since it's fatherly grid, especially this week, for me is emotionally and mentally exhausting. So I'm really, I'm really tired. And I'm, I already told my wife, I have to sleep in on Saturday, even if I know that it's not helpful <laughs> for the inner, but I need yeah. to, I need to catch up on some sleep and having like a five-year-old who's still like not following every order and it sounds weird sounds weird but you know when you get like give an order and say hey could you please not jump on the couch basic like instructions and he just yep. refuses to hear and you have to three do it like and you do it you ask him like i would say two to three times nicely and say hey could you please stop because that's not cool and it's dangerous because there's a glass table and there's some well the fourth time is not that nice and he's just get the fuck out of no. <laughs> um yeah. And a and a nine year old traumatized kid there. Yeah, and the nine year old who is the biggest passion is discussing everything. So you give an order and why? And no. And you say, I I wasn't this wasn't an open invitation for a discussion. I just told you to do something, get your homework done or whatever. We are not going to sit down and debate for twenty five minutes if it's necessary to get your dirty underwear out of your room into the basket so we put, could it, can wash it. Huh? Do you think that the challenge and the lack of sleep or the combination of those things, uh, that they will influence how you deal with those situations? Yeah, unfortunately, yes. As you're already stressed out a bit based on kind of the... And that is that is the shitty part. The shitty part is yeah. like being stressed out. And, and I know, I wouldn't say that I just get it off on my kids but it doesn't help when it comes down to patience yeah. and the willingness to let stuff go. And I feel like, I think that is our generation who is, my parents were, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't dare. When my dad told me something that was kind of the law and I wouldn't dare to start an open discussion and a debate with him if it's necessary to, I don't, I don't get an example right now, but, and we as a parent gave our kids the ability to be comfortable of questioning specific mm. things. And I think on the long on the long run it's good because they are more self-conscious and it gave them self-confidence. But on the other hand, yeah. sometimes it's annoying because you just want to get stuff done from time to time. <laughs> you know? Yeah. This, and uh, I, I completely feel you. And it's hard from time to time because from time to time you you catch yourself thing Oh, how nice would it be if I just pull out the my dad's way to take <laughs> you mean care the of iron the kids. Hand. The iron <laughs> hand, yeah. And and I'm not talking about slapping them around or something like that. Not I'm not talking, but I think there was a different level of respect or fear. Yeah. I don't know if it was maybe fear. I have no idea what it was. But it from time to time I kind of catch myself as saying 
the good old days. <laughs> but uh, but on the other hand, but, I feel like it gives them self confidence and self consciousness. Exactly. Yeah. And it will help. And I think I think it's twofold as well. I mean, on the one hand, the kids they they get taught certain things that they can discuss things or that they can question things, um, not only by their parents but I think also in school. So that's one side of the story. The other side of the story is we as parents are probably more less strict and less stern as our parents have been. So yeah, it, it, where where is the where is the fact where it goes wrong? No, goes wrong is not the right word of saying it, but you know, like you cannot pinpoint exactly if it's only the kid or only the parent. I think it's a combination of things. Yeah, I agree. that that makes the situation, but. One of the uh, things that we said in the intro, I think it's my line, uh, that we also want to be a fun dad. And one of the reasons for this challenge, as l at least for me to do this challenge, is I wanted to have more energy and be more fun. And if I listen to your side now, then it, it has the opposite effect, maybe. So I think quite some listeners might question now, like, hey, what you guys are doing, is this the right way to do it? I, I feel like it. I feel like it's more like of a long-term investment. <laughs> <laughs> and there are there were How long? so I think this is particular this week where I feel like I'm not I'm not energized enough and I am a little bit impatient. The other week it, it was completely fine. And I think the other thing um, I'm working on and, and we are going to talk a bit more about I think on the next episode maybe is that I'm trying to implement a bit more the things I learned in the uh, mindset book, but I want to I I want to wait because I know that you read it now as well, um, and hear your yeah. thoughts, and before I dive into it because it was super insightful, and I think that the things and the the ideas they're having, I think are yeah interesting, and I, I I'm I'm trying it now and kind of implementing new things, changing your parenting behavior and the communication regarding your kid is already kind of taking a lot of energy based on the, you're doing stuff for nine years yeah. and changing patterns and stuff. That's, that's already really taking yeah. energy away from you. I mean, we, that is one of the things which we are doing right now with ourselves, with this challenge, we're trying to change a pattern and I mean, I think this might be the fourth consecutive episode where we start off with, we needed the energy boost, we're a bit <laughs> tired, et cetera, et cetera. So absolutely, you're right. Like it, it takes, it, it costs a lot of energy to, to make change happen. And I think as soon as that change has become a habit, you know, like a normal structure, I think then it, it, it takes less and less energy. Yeah, I fully agree. Changing and implementing things are not easy. And it's work. No. And I think it's getting easier at the point where it becomes a habit and you become comfortable with these things and you implement it. And for me, for example, implementing the, the walk and the workout, that is something that comes to a day. I can't even imagine going a day not working out because the, you feel good afterwards yeah. and you feel energized and you feel you accomplished something. Um, and every day you tick off all the boxes and go to bed and feel like that is a good, you go to bed with a good feeling because yeah. you made stuff happen. I think you and I are, are a bit similar personalities. 
Uh, so we, we like to tick things off. We're those kind of people. I think there are many people that don't have this desire to have a list and tick things off a list. But if I talk for myself, I am such a person. I love, you know, like I used to literally write down a to-do list like by hand. And because the, the, the satisfaction you get from crossing it off or like putting a stripe through it or putting this little tick in the box, it's, yeah, it's something that, um, that thrills me. I fully agree. <laughs> So, I yeah. fully agree. Yeah. Last week I had a week full of shitty diapers. This week there luckily were no front to back shitty diapers. So for those who were grossed out by that story, you can keep on listening. Don't worry. But but still, the week turned out different from what I had expected or had uh, planned it to be, because uh, our kid got um, got ill yesterday. He woke up and he had a ninety. 39 point something fever degrees celsius for those who are not in the metric system and we decided yeah, he he cannot go to daycare um he was just hanging on to us he was clinging on to us he was whining all the time you know usually we we get him out of bed and he starts running around already and now he was just you know like hanging and sitting and not doing anything and just making these very sad noises so i decided okay yosha cannot close the store and, um, you know, like we cannot miss that revenue because it's basically 50% of our private income. So that's why I took um, two days of holiday yesterday and today and uh, to take care of Ziggy. But yeah, that, that completely changes your entire planning as well. Luckily, my, my regular plan is always to get up between quarter to six and six in the morning on the Monday, Wednesday and Friday I work from home or let's say Monday I'm off, Wednesday, Friday I work from home. So I usually try to do an early morning workout then. And on the Tuesdays and uh, Thursdays I go to the office. So I have to get into in the car by seven. Uh, so that's um, those mornings I do my reading in the morning. I take a quick shower, I do my reading. And then every day around 7.15, 7, 7.15, uh, Z- Ziggy wakes up. And those days when I'm working from home, I um, I help uh, my wife to get him ready. Usually, um, she gives him a bit of breakfast when I while well, I take a shower, and then I bring him to the daycare, or Yosha brings him to the daycare around seven thirty and eight o'clock, depending on how quick he is. And then I take uh, the dog for a walk. Um, I don't count that as a as a workout. I could actually, I think. It's, it's a good 45 minutes uh, walk, and I like a good pace. <laughs> Frankie, our dog, doesn't always like my pace, but yeah, he has to come along in that pace. And then at 9, I start my work. So from 9 till 5.30, I have my working day. When I work from the office, it's until 4, but then I have to drive back for an hour. So until 5 o'clock, there is no way I can do a workout. There's no way I can do reading or whatsoever. Don't you do like a lunch break or something like that? Yeah, but I feel like the two days that I'm in the office, I want to have a lunch break with my colleagues. Yeah, fair point. I don't want to use that one because my, my reason to be there is to connect with colleagues. Yeah. So I don't want to miss out on that opportunity. And when I'm at home, I need to take care of uh, the dog. I need to walk him. Uh, at least three times, preferably four times a day, I want well, I want him to be outside. So during my lunch break, when I'm at home, I walk him again. Uh, so my step count is above 10,000 every day. And if I haven't done a workout in the morning, I have to do it in the evening. So then I 
on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I try to do a stretching routine in the evening because that one I can do from home. Uh, I don't need to go out. I can be together with my wife uh, or I can, you know, do it com in combination with uh, recording this podcast. And yeah, that's a bit how I try to plan my things. But yeah, as mentioned today, uh, Ziggy was ill. So the entire day goes different. I did a workout together with him today. I, uh, I decided to do a 45-minute core workout, core and, and a bit of stretching. And uh, so I rolled out the yoga mat here in the living room, and I was doing like a hip bridge. And then, you know, he decided to climb on top of me. <laughs> and he's about 15 and a half kilos already. So <laughs> it was a heavy hip bridge. And when I had to do leg raises, I was just seeing him sitting there on the floor and just, you know, like lifting his legs as well. <laughs> <laughs> Super funny. So, yeah, that, that's how I tried to, uh, to fit in a workout. And obviously it wasn't as effective if I had done it by myself because there were moments where, okay, the hip bridge was okay. But when I was doing sit-ups and he climbed on top of me, I couldn't do the 15 se yeah. like 15 seconds out of the 45 or whatsoever. Yeah. So, you know, you, the, the, those are the things with kids that you have to uh, to deal with. How is your running coming along? You, you're still trying to run from time to time, right? Yeah, definitely. So in the beginning, um, I'm trying to do a six kilometers run when I do the running. And yeah, before I started this entire challenge, I was running like five minutes and 15 seconds per kilometer as a speed. When I started this challenge, I had to stop after every kilometer. I had to walk after a kilometer because mm -hmm. I was out of breath. It mm -hmm. was it was pathetic. I mean, before I could do, I don't know, eight kilometers, no problem. You know, like, okay, no problem, but problem, but I didn't have to stop in yeah. between. And mind you, I am not a runner. So there are people that are running 20 kilometers or whatsoever. Massive respect for that. I am not such a person. I've got bad knees as well. So eight kilometers, 10 is the max for me. But nowadays, the six kilometers is going better again. Um, I think I averaged about five minutes and 40 seconds on the kilometer last time. And um, I don't have to stop every kilometer anymore. I do admit that I have to walk two times per probably per run. But yeah, it goes better. I, I feel my, my stamina is getting better. The core exercises really work out as well. I'm still shaking and trembling and sweating my ass off while this dude <laughs> on the television is laughing in, in my face. But I, I feel that I can, you know, like do it better and better every week. So that's that's good fun. That's nice. And I've done this week, I've done three out of four days, a 16 minute, a 16 hours fasting. So, and how does it feel? Yeah, pretty good. I, I do feel that I really need to take care of a good evening meal. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I have had an evening meal where I noticed, okay, this might not be enough to pull me through the 16 hours. And then it was, you know, like uh, two hours before the end of the 16 hours, I was really hungry. But if I, if I have had a good evening meal, then there is really no issue. Did you try drinking water when you start to feel hungry? Yeah. Did it yeah, help? That does work. That does take your mind off things. So definitely that, that does help. Yeah, okay. I'm just thinking, like you mentioned last time that you wanted to try a 36-hour fast. And I know that you sometimes do a 24-hour fast. Yeah. How do you do it? If you have a proper meal, and I feel like the body adapts 
when you stretch the fasting periods, I feel like that's not too... So for me, it's now basically 18 hours is like the baseline. From time to time, I just get like 16 hours or 15 hours, but I feel like 18 hours is my normal fasting window. So, and I'm today is my 36 hour fasting. So I had my last meal oh. at four. So the next time I'm going to eat will be Saturday morning. So it's more, I think it's more like 42 hours because the, the 36 hour window will close at four in the morning, Saturday morning. So, and then just having breakfast between eight and nine will be then. And I'm just realizing hours. something. You have an extra challenge there because you're preparing food for your family. Yeah. But that's not an issue you're for me. You're cooking food yeah. even though you can't eat it. That has never, that hasn't been an issue for me before because I have my zero app and I just have the clock and I said, okay, you already have gone so far. So why now mm -hmm. stop the clock? Let's just go. And the good thing is yeah. the full lunch. So especially in the week, the kids getting lunch in daycare in school. So it's just dinner, which contains, since we're in Germany, it's not warm. It's bread and cheese and whatever the kids feel like. Oh, you eat. don't eat a warm meal in the evening? No, normally we don't because oh. there, there is, they, they get a warm meal around noon. And my wife is also having a lunch break. And and my wife is I now, she start, I told you she started working out again. And now she is cuts her eating window till four. So after she's not going to have anything to eat after four. So I don't even Man. have to prep food for her. Not from time yeah. to time, I cooked a dinner at night for, for me and her, but that also stopped. So Ah, that's interesting, because we, we always eat a warm meal in the evening. Yeah, it's not, especially then it's getting, because getting the kids to bed then, and we have so much stuff going on. There's hockey training, late hockey training, one swimming lesson is between five and six, so it's getting too late for have like a warm dinner. But was that the first time Ziggy got sick? Uh, so you were sick the last time. Uh, I think that, but yeah. that is different than having yeah. a sick child at home. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, I don't want to over dramatize yeah, it, obviously, because okay. he went to bed and he he didn't wake up yet. So I, I really need to find wood to knock on. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, so, yeah, then, you know, like at, at those moments in the evening, you can still do your things and you can do your reading if necessary. You can do, do a workout if necessary. Yeah. So that's that's really not a problem. One of the things that I wanted to uh, to ask you as well, fatherly grit. We need to talk about some dad stuff as well. The other day, I'm not sure how I'm going to introduce this, but the other day we were talking about you know like us with the shop being on social media, and we are now starting a collaboration with a uh, store for children's clothing, and. You know, like there is obviously then as well, okay, are we going to put Ziggy in some stories or whatsoever? Well, we decided that we don't really want to use him as a marketing tool. So whenever we have him in a story, we want him to be, you know, not recognizable and not per se the main person in there. Mm -hmm. But we do want to show that we're a family and we're doing things together so that he's sometimes also in the, in the store. Yeah. And obviously people have opinions about these kind of things. Have you heard about this term, the mother mob or mother mafia? 
Yeah. Uh, so I think it's so it's interesting in every freaking country there are like on social media people who feel like they are on the higher ground and they are the person yeah. who do everything right and just a judgmental crowd who's just annoying. <laughs> so judgmental. Yeah, I hate it. On the other hand, from time to time, you, yeah, you call yourself being a little bit judgy about stuff. But on the other hand, I'm not, I, I wouldn't dare go out and proclaim <laughs> that I have. I, I wouldn't dare to say, yeah, I have a right to tell other people how to raise their child and how to do it. I'm not a, so I'm not a huge fan of putting yourself, you putting your kids fully on making them full visible on social media because I feel like too many weird people out there. Yeah, yeah. I think for me, it's twofold, you know, it's, it's one, it's what you just mentioned. There are so many weird people. I don't want them to, I don't know, get weird thoughts or whatsoever yeah. based on the picture of my kid. Yeah. And second of all, I think, you know, like maybe he needs to be old enough to decide for himself whether he wants to be on social media, yes or no, and in, in what kind of way. But I find it so funny how people can, based on one picture on Instagram or one small video, directly put their entire opinion on your way of raising your kid or your way of doing things. And uh, there's one example is when Ziggy was really, really small, he was born in July and it was the end of the summer. So he was just a couple of months old. And we were walking with the stroller in, in, um, in a park here just outside of the city. And Yosha was wearing clothes from, from the store, from the new collection. So she asked me like, hey, can you just take a couple of pictures so that we can put those on Instagram? And obviously Ziggy is in the stroller. He's just laying in there and he was sleeping. So you couldn't even see him. Mm -hmm. But then for a brief moment, literally a couple of minutes, we were walking in the, in the bright sun and we didn't have the umbrella yet. So mm -hmm. we put a little cloth, like a super thin cloth over the stroller. And literally the back of the stroller had the ventilation completely open. There was I know wind, where this is getting. And at. we only walked it for one or two minutes. Mm -hmm. We posted it and everything was about the collection, about the clothes that she was wearing. And there was one lady who gave so much shit about that cloth over there and it's super dangerous and the kid can't breathe and why do you do this? And we're like, whoa, take it easy, lady. But yeah, obviously you cannot really, you know, like you cannot really say what you really think because you're talking on behalf of your brand and yeah. you might, you know, lose yeah. customers or whatsoever. So you need to be politically correct. And oh my God, this unsolicited advice or. Yeah. And especially, I feel like, especially when you're new in parenting, this kind of stuff yeah. can caught you off track. You know, and start questioning yourself, even when you don't have to. That's bullshit. But from time to time, and I think it's the same with like parents. So my when you cannot my parents, and they're always saying, "Yeah, when your kids are here, they're not as wild as they are when you guys are here as well." And I said, "Of, yeah, course, of course they are not." Because you are their grandparents, they are not feeling as comfortable with you guys as they feel and safe as they were well with us. That's obviously clear that they're not going to show off their full potential 
<laughs> yeah. When they're around. Yeah. Uh, our youngest son in a, in a specific daycare, which is specific, like pedagogical kind of way to raise the kids and like one philosophy. Yeah. And we just like the daycare because we like the people that work there. We are not into this whole philosophy, not at all. But yeah. the people there are really strict about kind of they're knitting their own clothes for their kids and we are not really willing to give our kids into kind of this state school system so we really would like to kind of educate them in a in a different way so really right right particular kind of cultish but again the daycare is great the food is great and they're really a lot of time outside and stuff like that and Obvious, the people who are were in charge of my son are not as heavy into that stuff as the rest of the teams. So yeah, but it gets, and that's the same. Like, why your son is watching TV from time to time? Screen time, <laughs> yeah. he, he can die from it. And yeah. said, like, "Yeah, child, dude." Especially the way that people are saying things, you know, like they, they say things and the way that they say it or the tone that they're using, you know exactly what their opinion is about it. You know, like, oh, a television screen? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, ours don't ours don't get that before uh mm -hmm. before they finish their plate or whatsoever. Yeah. Sugar? You give your kids sugar? They have sweets? Oh, yeah. <gasps> Shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, I love yeah, it. Yeah, I I, I oh. there's a pity but on the other hand, I feel like The people who are the most judgmental are the ones who are have the less kind of self-consciousness, you know, and questioning yeah. their selves constantly. And they pull out the energy for themselves by judging others about their action. And that makes them feel better about themselves, you know. And the most interesting part is people with no kids trying yeah. to educate yourself about how to properly raise your kid. And take care of your kid. That's the best kind. That's the one I love the most. <laughs> and let me say one thing. I used to be such a person. Yeah. <laughs> Highly <didn't>... judgmental. <laughs> oh, I am I am judgmental. Don't worry about that. Yeah. I just but I, I keep the my Stuff judgments for myself yeah. or you know, like yeah. indoors. Yeah. I don't need to ventilate my my things, but I do notice that I have been in the past saying things when I didn't have kids yet about young parents, like about ways of raising them or whatsoever. You know, like why would you give give the kids so many, I don't know, let's say raisins, because I mean there's so much sugar in there and whatnot and blah blah blah. And then, you know, when you're a parent, you sometimes think, okay, I have nothing else to give him. And at this moment he's so whiny and he needs to have something in his mouth. And then when he has something I can just, you know, cook and you just give the raisins. And that, mm. that raisins is a bad example, but I have been such a person that was judging others. And now I'm just realizing, ah, sometimes you just need to choose your battles. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but you know that in the Netherlands, um, when you have a young kid, every couple of weeks, you need to go to this center to have your baby checked. You know, like how long is he? Uh, yeah, like that's how, the same he, year. how much weight? You have appointments with your pediatrician. Exactly, yeah, and it's it's not obligatory. We noticed, and there the people are the most judgmental ever. Really, 
It's amazing. So we, you know, as soon as Ziggy was born, I was uh, right afterwards, I was starting uh, with a new uh, project and Yosha is having the store. So at a certain point, we needed to, you know, like make sure that we have time that I can do the project and Yosha can work in the store. So after 10 weeks, we brought Ziggy to the daycare for, I think, two days a week. The people at this, I don't know, how do you call it, the center, the ones which are, you know, like seeing young parents every single day, they were so judgmental about that. They were like, oh, he's already going to the daycare. Oh, that, that's a bit quick. Um, okay, quick. Yeah, yeah. And then Yosha got uh, the feedback that she, oh, oh, you're working a lot. Oh, I see that you're working a lot. Like, why are you having an opinion about this? You need to check whether our baby is fine, whether he grows well, whether his hearing is good, whether his eyesight is good, and all these kind of things. The way that we raise him is none of your business. Yeah. But even they were judgmental. When we were going to Thailand and he was half a year old, they were having an opinion about that. It was really not good that we took our kid to such a country, you know? Mm. Like, it's, it's dangerous there for young kids and blah, blah, blah. And I mean, he got his first vaccinations right before. So if we're there or here, what's the deal? And it's not like it's a, it's a third world, world country and there is no hospitals or something, yeah. if anything happens. And then right before we left, Yosha went all by herself with Ziggy. I wasn't there. And uh, Yosha can look a bit young. Uh, some people think that she's not 30 yet. But this lady was, like, she was, she was um, talking to her as if she was a teenage mother. Like, oh, and you say that you're going to Thailand and you need to put lotion on him and he should not be in the sun. And obviously that's something that you can say, but the way that she said it, and she said it like 10 times that, you know, like, okay, I get it. You know, we need to take care of a baby. It's so unfair, especially when you're a, a freshly parent and your learning curve is so steep. And instead yeah. of like supporting you and giving you the courage to move forward, people try to judge you and just crush your self-esteem. Yeah. Why? And then also a young mother still has all these hormones. Yeah, that especially. So some and, have it more than others, but yeah. it can really affect the, um, uh, the mother as well mentally. Yeah, especially no mother feels good about giving away her kid, but that it's yeah. a, necessar a necessity and there's no way around it. And my wife is still like feeling bad from time to time that the, she is working so much. And we are nine, nine and five years in and she feels still like, I, I feel I miss out. And especially when you have so young kids, you constantly with, especially with this hormone and this maternal maternal feelings. I'm a dad, so I'm not really in the place to talk about it, but you feel bad. I, I went to London for a couple of months when Ka I think Kazi was two, one and a half, two, and I was there for a couple of months and I haven't, I, I wasn't able to see my son for months and that was mm. shit. Obviously I should, couldn't have go, to, but it was part of my job and I was asked to go. So and the only way I saw my son were a video call and on the phone. Yeah. And that didn't feel right. But I, I fully, and 
why the fuck are you judging people? It's exactly. not your place to do. And especially when you're yeah. such young parents and you're still learning and you're, you, there will be no end of learning. But especially, you are so like on the edge and still afraid that the, your kid is so frail, you know? You're still like waking up every night when he sleeps next to you and he's not breathing at some point. You're still kind of in horror if everything oh, is yeah. okay. That's, That was a horrible time, like, You wake up in the middle of the night of some kind of noise and then you just, you're that quiet yourself to see, is he still breathing? Yeah. Is everything still fine? Touch. Oh, thank God. Check I can his go pulse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's also a very old fashioned way of thinking, you know, like um, there's a lot of people uh, having an opinion about women working a lot and yeah. not spending a lot of time with the, uh, with the uh, kids. But it's such an old-fashioned way because why should a woman always be at home with yeah. the kids? Yeah, I agree. I feel privileged that I was able to take two days off to take care of Ziggy. Yeah. Well-being ill. I mean, yeah. uh, obviously, I like him more when he's not ill. And I find it very sad for him when he's ill. Yeah. But it's nice. And I value that time as well. But it would be interesting to hear from, from other parents what they experience. So let us know if you have like yeah. uh, annoying stories about parenthood yeah. <laughs> and people well, i i got two more one two more stories about it and i'll be very short our kid has red hair people have opinions about red hair i never expected that i never expected someone when you have a young kid to have an opinion about his or her hair mm -hmm. but people have literally said and i'm not kidding like oh Oh, oh, he has red hair. Oh, but that, that might still change, right? <laughs> it was like, why, why would we want it to, to change? Please explain. And they were like, yeah, but I've heard that sometimes the, the hair color changes and you feel how, like you, you hear in their voice how awkward they get. And they're like, I think I've said a bit the wrong tone in my question. Mm -hmm. And the second thing is our kid is big. I mean, he he's one and a half years old. I'm almost two meters tall and he is already getting to my hip bone. <laughs> Jesus. And, <laughs> and he is almost 16 kilos. He's 15 and a half kilos yeah. and he's only one and a half years old. But, you know, everything is in proportion. Yeah. But when he was a baby... Like it was not in proportion and mm -hmm. I'm talking really chubby arms, hands <laughs> and, and legs are super chubby. Yeah. But I mean, he wasn't crawling, he wasn't walking. It, it's okay, right? Yeah. But there were people having opinions about that. What that, you're oh, feeding? You, should you shouldn't feed your child McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, they were saying like, you shouldn't feed him so much. Yeah. You know, like, how do you know how much I'm feeding him? Yeah. If you say I'm feeding him too much, then apparently you know how much I'm feeding. Or, mm. you know, like, oh, maybe maybe you should cut the feeding a bit. Maybe you should give him less. And we were like, why would we want to do that? It's a fucking baby. You want to put him on a diet? Are you f crazy? Exactly. I mean, he's got the rest of his life to be on a diet or whatsoever. And yeah. I mean, look at his mother and, and father. We're yeah. not unhealthy people. No. Don't worry about him getting obese, but oh man, people really can be blunt in those kind of things. But yeah. Wow. All right, Moss. Yep. I think we... We're rambling on, aren't we're we? We're rambling <laughs> on. We have to find an end. I'm really curious from our listeners whether they recognize themselves in these kind of stories and 
And indeed, what you mentioned, if they have cool stories, so please reach out to us to let us know about your stories. Yeah, let us know. You can still, as always, find all the stuff in the description. Again, thank you, Podcastle, for sponsoring this episode. Really cool. Thank you for the support. And yeah, thank you, Mars, for taking the time. And thank you. Next time we are a bit more organized and... <laughs> spending so much time on our day maybe (laughs) (laughs) let's see where the listeners are dropping off whether they find everything interesting (laughs) that's true all righty (laughs) then have a great rest of your night you too all right bye-bye bye